0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Technically Managing episode 16.
1: Is it 16 or 15?
0: We're doing great.
1: Let me see. I think it's okay. Okay, <laughs>
0: okay 15. Um, I'm Zachary Telke.
1: And I'm Robin Morikami.
0: And this is the podcast where we're technically managing in life and also at our jobs as product managers at Oracle. Um, Welcome to the show, everyone.
1: <laughs> welcome, everyone. <laughs> How are you? How was your week? I know you have a lot to tell us today.
0: I know. So for the audience, I just got back from my first Oracle Cloud world, which was um, I got back last was it two Sundays ago now? Yeah, because <clears throat> I was, was home this weekend week,
1: right it was it, it was week. it was last week
0: yeah, I got back like Sunday the twenty fourth so. It's been a week since I've gotten back now. Wow. Yeah, so it feels crazy. so much lighter being like done with that. Well, okay. is that-
1: you, You've had time to think about it, digest it, and you know, have your takeaways and stuff?
0: Yeah, most of it's just getting over being sick. I like literally got like really sick. No. Uh, did
1: you get the... COVID? Because I heard some people did.
0: I don't think so. Should I just like run through the whole like Cloud World Week? And like mm-hmm. we could like start there and dive into it. Yeah. Okay. So I got into Vegas Monday afternoon. And like we didn't have anything scheduled that day. Um, so that was like good. Got to get like settled in the hotel, walk around and stuff. Tuesday, all I had was I was supporting my teammate Chris Hoyna's presentation. Mm-hmm. It was like one of his workshops. So that was like pretty nice because I got to get used to like the conference hall and just like get a vibe feel on what the presentation rooms are like. And then Wednesday I had two presentations and then I had my final, I had two presentations and one booth that I had to volunteer on Wednesday. Thursday I had my final presentation and another booth and then friday we are done and i literally like so we finish up thursday like evening um that's when like the conference is over and stuff and montana and i end up with we use some of her hotel points mm-hmm. so we could like stay at vegas for the weekend because like i've never done vegas before yeah. so we're like oh it be great you get off of cloud world like all the stress and work is done like we can have some fun in vegas Friday morning, I wake up just feeling terrible, whole body shaking, like completely sore, fever, just like freezing. I felt terrible, like my whatever it was, just like getting over that finish line. When I was done, my whole body and immune system were just like, we're done now. Like we held ourselves together for all this time, and we're just like completely crashing.
1: That's crazy. So you guys didn't get to enjoy Vegas after or?
0: So on Friday, I literally just slept all day. It was actually kind of nice because Montana had enough like hotel points where we got a suite. So we had like a steam shower and like one of the nice baths. So it was literally just me going between sleeping, like hopping in that bath, like steaming out my head and like the shower, like back and forth. While, like, Montana just drank mimosas in the living room and watched Love is Blind. So she had a great time with it. I don't feel, like, I feel kind of bad that we didn't get to, like, go out okay. Friday. But she seemed to be having a good time. But... um, good.
1: She relaxed.
0: <laughs> yeah, she got to relax. Um, she was working from, the ho- like, my hotel room all week. So she had, like, a remote work week that she could use. And then Saturday, I was feeling a lot better like let's call it 75 percent better from friday and all i really had from there is just like some congestion and like a little bit like a sore throat and cough and that's just why i've been like trying to shake off since then but like saturday morning we got some breakfast i had a bloody mary i'm like screw it i won 150 bucks at blackjack so i'm like okay we're starting to feel good like i'm no longer like bedside about to die mode we got a little bloody mary we won some blackjack money so mm-hmm. i like started to revive a little bit um i took like another long nap in like the early afternoon but we were able to make our dinner reservations for saturday night and like the circus delay show that mm-hmm. um we had tickets for so we still got to like do some stuff and then
2: that's awesome
0: yeah and then sunday morning we like walked around a little then it was time to leave
1: wow that's a lot though because like I can't believe he got sick (laughs) I know it was
0: like I don't I haven't really gotten sick that often lately like it's been like Montana's like only seen me sick once and that was like a year ago Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah this you were like terrible like I've not seen you like this before um it was just kind of funny how just the timing of it was like literally like once I got to cross like the finish line I'm just like nope we're done now
1: it could definitely be your body telling you like, I need to take a break right now. So take a break, <laughs> you know, I'm forcing yeah. you to take a break. So That's how what... are you feeling right now though? Are you better or like, you don't feel anything anymore?
0: I'm like 95% back. Like mm-hmm. usually by noon, I'm completely back to normal, but like I still kind of have one of those, like you wake up a little bit congested and like your throat's a little, but then you like okay. shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm so we're doing pretty good.
1: Awesome. I'm glad you're better.
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad that I didn't end up having COVID and getting stuck in Vegas.
1: I that would have been bad. Yeah. So what are your takeaways from Cloud World? How did you feel about presenting in person and, you know, meeting a lot of coworkers? I guess, and, you know, preparing even like I feel like it'd be interesting to see tips on how to prepare as an attendee to go to Cloud World. Um, like things that you would recommend people doing if mm-hmm. they ever go to Cloud World. And I also know that we do have free passes, basically the the online session passes. So every year we do get those.
2: Okay, I, that's good to know.
1: Yeah. So um people that are not able to attend, they can always get like a free pass of course it's not the same as going in person but you do get a lot of you know um short videos of sessions and resources and stuff so it's also good to know especially for college students you know to dive into oracle technologies in general
0: do you know if like all the sessions get recorded because that was like one of the things where i don't think they recorded all the sessions that we did and i'm like oh it would have been nice to have like the recording for my thing to put on like the Oracle YouTube. But I don't think
1: all sessions get recorded. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the downfall of what you miss, right? When you, when you don't go to Cloud World, unfortunately, you don't get to see everyone's session. Um, but I think you do get like the keynotes um, and I don't know, some other information.
0: But yeah, I can like go in a bunch of different directions. I'll kind of start with like what the experience was like with the presentations and like feel free to stop me or just go down whatever rabbit hole or like ask whatever questions in between so it was interesting because like up until my first presentation it was pretty terrifying because like it it's so weird like Tuesday when they actually opened the like like they had check-in on Monday night to get your badge and stuff so we did that but Tuesday was like the first real day stuff was going on and it was nice that I had, that I had like a pretty light schedule. So when I first like got to the conference hall, it was like pretty overwhelming where it's just like the sea of people. And there was that feeling where I'm sure I'm curious if you know what I'm talking about, where just like with us being remote workers, And the fact that we started like our whole Oracle career as like solution engineers. So it's like we've run into some of our coworkers in person. Maybe we've like gone into the office here or there, but like we don't really have much office interaction. Mm -hmm. Just like walking into that conference hall and seeing this like sea of like 15,000 people, and you're like, oh, they're all here for like the technology that my team and my company works on. It was very kind of surreal. The Venetian Conference Center, like for your first time going in there, it's just huge. I think I looked like such a deer in headlights because I had like three different people in the first like 10 minutes. Be like, sir, are you lost? Like, can I point you somewhere? And I'm like, honestly, I'm just wandering. Yeah, I'm like that. (laughs) I did not know what look was on my face or if it's just like me being tall. So I stick out extra. And because I was aimlessly wandering, too, because I didn't have anywhere to be. But, like, literally, like, three different, like, Oracle staff people were like, are you lost, sir? Like, (laughs)
1: like some
0: kid in the mall can't find his parents. (laughs) I'm like, where's Jeff? He's not here. I don't know where I am. I'm lost and scared. (laughs)
2: Literally. Literally.
0: (laughs) So that was kind of amusing. I, like, literally, when I was just, like, doing wandering, like, the area, I'm like, well, I can't go back that area because that's where the lady who pointed me in this direction was I can't like have her thinking I'm still You're, like
1: trying not to do eye contact with her yeah
0: I'm trying not to like seem as lost and confused and overwhelmed as I was so that was pretty funny it was also really there was like a bit of a cognitive dissonance at first just seeing people you've like seen on zoom mm-hmm. um and kind of like connecting the dots between like trying to just like play that game of is this profile picture like that person and like seeing the full like just body and like 3D of the person versus like I've been interacting with them on like Zoom pictures or and like not even that much. Like it's just kind of people that you've like noticed in passing. Right. That was kind of odd. Um, so it was like pretty like when I first got there, it was a bit like, oh, like sensory overload. Having the Tuesday be pretty lightweight was nice just to like adjust and get used to it. Helping support Chris's session. That was really nice for just like getting a feel for things because he he went to Cloud World last year. So that was his first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my first session that I presented myself was my SQL CL talk, which was just like a pure 45 minute presentation. That one was Wednesday morning and it was the one I was most worried about because that had like the most memorization elements of it. Cause I'm just going up and talking with my slide deck versus Mm -hmm. say some of the workshops that I'm working people through. It's like, I've got the instructions. We're kind of all on this like guided railed experience. So that is like less cognitively intensive from like a remembering things standpoint. So once I finished that first presentation, it felt like a huge weight off my shoulders where like getting through seeing Chris, I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Like this, it's like, yeah, this is like still important. And I'm like gonna treat it pretty intensely, but it's not as intense as like my imagination, not having any info to go off of was making it. Mm-hmm. And then once I got through my first presentation and like it went smoothly, I got through all my talking points and like, it was successful. That's when like the first just like weight off my shoulders went away. I'm like, okay, I feel a lot looser after that.
1: Right, because you also, you've never presented in cloud world. Like you don't know how the rooms are going to look, how, I don't know, the screens are going to look behind you. And you only see pictures and stuff. So it has to be different, right? To like actually be there in person and seeing where people are going to sit down and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was good for you to get that you yeah. know first look
0: the first day yeah and it's like also interesting too just because there's like two groups of people who like come to your sessions there are those that like sign up for it ahead of time and then there are those who just kind of like oh like wandering around the session starting soon like let's go in and see what it is so you do ha- like it is interesting just Those things that you kind of ignore on Zoom presentations, Mm -hmm. which is like if someone drops from the call or they enter the call, it's like you don't really notice or pay attention to that. But it's like presenting in person, you have like all these people actually looking at you Mm -hmm. and then it's like they're coming and going and moving. And there's like that whole interesting dynamic to it as well.
1: So for that session, they didn't have a computer, I'm assuming, but for hands-on live labs or workshops, did did they provide computers for people?
0: I believe the, so there were some, like, station areas where they did provide laptops to try stuff out, but the general situation was, like, bring your own laptop to the workshop sessions.
1: That's that's good to know, I
0: think,
1: attendees. Okay. So how was your other sessions?
0: Yeah, so that was the first one. Um, getting the SQL CL talk out of the way was good. Uh then I helped I'm trying to remember the order of things. I believe I helped volunteered on a booth. Then I had my second session later in the afternoon. That was my like twenty minute baby workshop one basically they're like trying out this like new experimental area on the demo floors called like community theater and like the whole idea of it is these like micro sessions where you show up you only have 20 minutes so it's like hey like you just want to like show off a piece of technology and then we also have like this laptop area to the side where it's like after I show myself going through this if you're interested then like you can come over and like try the workshop yourself or also like here's the link to it if you want to go do it on your own time sometime because that's all on our like workshop um live lab demo platform that one was interesting because that was like right most of the sessions like the talks and the workshops they had their own like dedicated room for it But there was also just this huge, like, wide-open room that had all these, like, little booths and stuff. Um, I think they called that, like, the demo grounds. And that's where the community theater was. Like, that was, like, right in the thick of all the action. I had, like, some technical issues. Like, things were, like, the Wi-Fi was being a little weird. and um...
1: You and the Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, I, I have terrible Wi-Fi experience. Uh, and also, like, there was just, like, some other little technical things where I'm like, this isn't me. And I just kind of had the role of it. Mm-hmm. So I had some hiccups during that session. I was able to, like, keep my cool during it. And just, like, I just, like, talked through the sections that were having issues. Or I'm kind of like, okay, like, you should be seeing this here. Honestly, I don't know why it's not doing it. Like, big conference center. I'm going to chalk it up to that. You can do the workshop on your own time if you want to like here's the link for it if you have any questions like feel free to reach out to me kind of thing um and i can help you with it so i would say that like even though i kind of had the technical issues of that that was like probably the most like choppy session just because of that aspect of it but i would still say it was successful just because it's like it was good i kind of like rolled the punches there and i got through it and i didn't like lose my cool and right. I still was able to, like, get through the material. Um, so that was good. And then my last workshop was on Thursday. I, like, I had another booth volunteering Thursday morning. Wait, and then...
1: the question about the 20-minute the session. Do you think they were effective? Um, I feel like the main... Give me a sec, because my dog is licking himself pretty strong. <laughs> Leo Sounds and... good. Can we stop? Thank you. Oh, my God. I don't know if you could hear that, but he was being very extra.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) it didn't go through the mic, so you're good.
1: So, um, I feel like the, the main purpose of that is to people, like, so that people don't get, like, very overwhelmed with, like, 45 minutes, an hour session, right? So, do you think that was effective, or do you think it was a little hard to, like, retain people, since I'm assuming they were just walking around
0: right yeah so with that one you had two groups of people also like you had more of the walk around element because like we were right in the thick of things but that also still was a session you signed up for so it's like they had some seats but it was actually interesting because there's a lot of people like interested in it there were people like sitting in the chairs and also standing around so those sessions were popular Mm -hmm. um my big thing with it is I just wish i had like a little bit more time but when i like went through and was practicing, like practicing that session on my own time i was able to get through the material in 20 minutes so it was just kind of like one of those things where say like having 30 minutes and a little bit of buffer time could have been helpful but also it's like the reason why i needed it was just because like technically i was running into some issues but i do like the idea and like it did seem popular I think, like, the only two things from it that could, like, potentially, like, be improved in my mind is it was kind of hard to hear at times um, just because there's, like, all the other stuff going around you, and they had, like, a microphone, but it wasn't, like, an attachable mic, so I kind of just ended up, like, putting the mic down and yelling because I, like, needed my hands for the keyboard to go through the workshop so maybe like having i don't know like having a little bit more buffer space from the other stuff going around or even just a portable mic could probably Mm -hmm. solve that problem and maybe if it's like possible the scheduling like 30 minutes instead of 20. but ultimately like i like the session like i thought it was a good idea like i'm glad that i got to be a part of it and i was asked to do one of those which was cool and it's like I hope we could do it again next year. And I get a chance to do another workshop for that. So that's kind of like my thoughts on the whole community theater thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And for example, for your hiccups with internet and stuff, <laughs> have you thought of any ways of, um, I don't know, going around that issue, for example, recording whatever you were not able to show or something like that? Would, would that, would have that being a solution?
0: That could be an interesting idea if, yeah, because a lot of the times of presentations, like I'll record GIFs Mm -hmm. of just like my screen and stuff. And that way, like, I don't have to worry about just some weird random stuff happening that like derails the flow of a presentation, Mm -hmm. especially with 20 minutes. I do kind of wonder if there would be like a good if there'd be like a good type of scenario where instead of doing it live, like these are pre-recorded demos that we do, where it's like, we still stand up there and like we talk and explain what's going on, but we have, especially cause it is like tighter time period, we can kind of keep that environment variable more controlled. We can like pause and talk to people, interact, like use a pointer on the screen. So, cause that would have allowed us to avoid like the issues that me and some other people were running across so i don't know like maybe kind of like making it like more of a pre-recorded thing that we're walking them through live just so you still have that interactive Mm elements that could be good and like even like that way we can like say like hand out materials and stuff and kind of use the present like use the presentation being recorded as a way to kind of free up some of our bandwidth to make it more interactive so that could be interesting to think about, honestly.
1: Did you end up giving people <coughs> uh, materials? After I that? had
0: my business card. Oh, I should, I wanna show it to you. I made a pretty cool business card. I'll go grab mm-hmm. it quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so I was, pro- when I was like getting ready for Cloud World, I was looking at like our business card um, like requisition page and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are just like standard business cards. They're fine, but I'm like, you let's have it? some fun with this and like, make it stand out a bit. So this is, I'm pretty sure I showed it to you already. Yeah. Like I custom designed one and this is like the front of it, like Zachary Telkey senior product manager, database tools. And then on the back of it.
1: That is super cool
0: yeah i have my like telky tech manner and a qr code that goes to my link tree that has like all my stuff on it so Mm -hmm. i like handed these out and before my sessions i put them on like all the little chairs of (laughs) the like the the demo rooms i was in so i'm like just take one kind of thing like it's there for you to grab anyway so i ended up like handing out a couple
1: something that will be super cool is for you to have maybe like a vlog that shows them resources so that whenever they scan that QR code, they have like specific resources from your session, maybe in the next year.
0: Oh, that would, yeah, that'd be good too. Cause on the QR code, I do link to the product pages. So like, I basically go like, here's the Telki tech blog. Here's technically managing podcast. Here's my contact info for reaching me and my socials. And also like, here are our product pages. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can like configure the link tree for next year to like actually have specific resources like post session. That'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, but yeah. I think that'll be cool. But yeah, that was just like a fun little like, hey, like let's do a little something that's like cute and stands out.
1: Yeah, no, I love the idea, and I love the fact that you have like your um vlog, you know, like your websites like animation and stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well like I feel like th- those are really good tips you know like the um the 20 <laughs> minutes maybe extending it to 30 I think that's definitely a good y- you always need buffer right so mm-hmm. every time that you're preparing for a presentation that's maybe 20 minutes you try to make it 12 13 minutes so you have a couple of minutes to like answer questions right but when you have technical issues it's hard
0: <laughs> Yeah it was just like weird timing with some stuff where it's like, I got behind on the setup because the things were going slow and I was like a little bit like rushy. So, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like ultimately it was still good, but yeah, it was, it was really nice. Like getting that experience because like overall all the presentations went really well. Um, From what I heard, my like vice president uh, Chris was there and he got to see some of my presentations. I'm pretty sure he's happy. That's the feedback I've heard. (laughs) I hope it's not the case otherwise. But yeah, my kind of like takeaway from everything was like, I got through the material smoothly. My hour and a half, like hands-on lab workshop Thursday at 1230, that went off well. Like got to walk people through the material, got to cover everything. People seemed interested in it. So everything was like functionally good. And I think kind of my takeaway on the presentation standpoint,
2: mm-hmm.
0: leaving Cloud World is like, okay, I know how the ropes work for next year. I know how to like successfully execute on the presentation. The thing now for me is just getting better at being able to interact with the room energy wise, like getting better, like around, about, about walking around the space, like projecting energy, um making the audience feel connected where it's like I was like looking around the room and I was presenting but I it's really hard to do especially when you're new to those kinds of environments because when we're nervous we tend to be like more defensive (laughs) body energy yeah it's just like at this point I think my biggest thing is just getting keep getting better at being loose in those types of situations which just comes with practice and like projecting the energy more, like like smiling more, just Mm -hmm. knowing how to hit different emotional frequencies at like different points of the presentation. Um, One of the things that I do think I did well to kind of give myself like a cheat code with that is with my SQL CL talk, uh, and we can put the link to this in the description of the video because on Oracle, one of Oracle's YouTube pages, I actually have one of the drafts of my presentation on this, and like you can see what I mean from this. But uh, that's why that's why I wish we could have recorded my actual sessions because it would have been great to get like the polished final version of that SQL CL talk up there. Because like the my first like round that I did for like a webinar that went well, but. I'm like really happy with the fact that I got to like polish that presentation further. Um, But essentially like one of the things that I did with the presentation, which helped kind of keep me emotionally engaged and invested in it, even though I was kind of like working against the factors of just being a little bit like nervous with this being my first time doing this thing Mm -hmm. is the fact that I like wrapped it around like my personal story where my whole theme of the presentation is basically kind of like, Hey, remember when you first like discovered certain aspects of technology and you just like a lot of this was when we were younger and a kid and we're just like amazed by all the different possibilities that like we could see with this. And it felt like this was like your laptop was basically like a portal into like another world, like the, like technology allowed you to like set off on this digital adventure. So like that was the whole theme of this presentation where it's like, I want SQL CL to be your tool for like you setting off on this adventure with the Oracle database. And it's like, let's let's make technology fun again. Let's have that like childlike sense of like wonder and spirit of adventure. And I like, talked about my own story, just how I came from corporate finance, and that wasn't really working for me. I was like uninspired and looking for a creative outlet. So I taught myself how to code, next thing I know, I get the entry level job at Oracle, moved to Austin, Texas, and it's like all history from there. Mm-hmm. So by being able to kind of have this overarching theme and then use the example of like my own real life experience, that kind of, because that is like something that like is really personally meaningful to me, right. it helped me kind of overcome the fear And that natural, like, defensiveness and, like, not wanting to put yourself out there that's very, like, reflexive to not having done many presentations in that environment. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is something that I think is a good tip for people. It's, like, if you're going to be putting yourself in a situation where you have to give an in-person presentation, Mm -hmm. and let's say if you're not very much used to putting yourself emotionally out there, it's, like, wrap that... Keep the presentation on theme and make sure you get the points you need to cross. But like wrap it in a personal story that you can relate to because like you do get a bit of that courage being like, you know, what, like, no, this is my story. And this is important because I know how this was personally meaningful to me. And if something is personally meaningful to you and people can tell that when you're presenting, it makes them all the more willing to. Put themselves out there and think about their own personal version of it like in this case like yeah like when was the first time that i got like really excited about technology it's like exactly. i think it's very easy for us all to relate to the minutia of like your day in and day out like your job be like you know what like no it's like i could probably be a little bit more like enthusiastic or curt or curious and kind of like reignite that spark so that was kind of what i was going for the theme of all that
1: yeah and i feel like we're also we're humans right we like Mm -hmm. to connect with people personally even if you're giving a technical presentation people left that room saying wow i met zach and i also learned about sql cl you know so i think that that's a very powerful tip for anyone right because i i do think that we also tend to connect not just with the technology but with the people that are creating that technology or making that technology better so i think that's a really good tip to be honest
0: yeah and i feel like especially for technical presentations because there is it's so information dense Mm -hmm. it's there's kind of like this rule of giving a presentation in general where you want to wrap it in a story because the human brain processes stories the easiest for retention Like, that's like especially so with technical presentations because like you need that story structure just to be able to like peanut butter pill the information that you're getting across, like especially when it's extra dense.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People overall will kind of, even if they didn't understand anything about the presentation, (laughs) they'll go back to that story and they'll say, oh, this is why this is, amazing or you know this is why this is useful because you you end up kind of understanding that story so you get the message behind it yeah I I love storytelling for sure that's I know that I can connect with a lot
0: yeah and like that's like that was like literally exactly what I was thinking about this presentation I'm like okay Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what's important for people to get out of this it's like well we want to show them the features and stuff. So they know like it has a lot of power going on, but let's be honest, like they're going to have to relearn this anyway, Mm because you're not going to retain it all first time. Like all you really need to do is get people to associate what you are talking about with the emotions that you're trying to get across and make sure that there's like enough of an emotional impact for them to act on it. Like, AKA download the thing and try it out. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, I feel like there's like layers to it where it's like, there's that kind of trigger that we want to get them to act on. And it's like, as long as we can do that, everything else is just gravy on it. And I don't know, it's like, I love the storytelling aspect too. I'm just like, that's something that I'm really looking forward to continuing to get better at and refining like in my career.
1: Yeah. Did you see any other presentations? And did you see, like, did you have someone that you were like, oh, my God, they present really well. I love the fact that they, like, walk around and they connect with the people and they do their storytelling and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So the two, I was pretty much, like, running around like crazy <laughs> the whole time after Tuesday, especially because, like, we're doing this video recording project for uh, K. Malcolm's team. Mm -hmm. So, like, and we have to, like, record all these, like, little scripts and stuff. So, like, in between just any kind of free moment I had was literally, like, running through Chris's presentation, his workshop to make sure that, like, okay, I'm in a good mental space for it. Practicing my presentation and, like, just running through my workshop to make sure it's, like, fresh and top of head Mm -hmm. or doing the video recording stuff. So, I was, like, pretty much, like, on my feet from like dawn till dusk the whole time. But I did get to see Larry's keynote and Andy Mendelssohn's presentation. Those were both pretty cool. And I was pretty like mentally tapped out. So there was like these little interesting things about each of them, like each of what they were talking about that I was like, oh, that stuck out to me. But by and large, just because like, Cognitively, I was pretty tapped I'm like, instead of trying to focus on the technical details of what they're getting across, I was pretty, like, focused on, like, especially with Andy's presentation, just I wanted to see how someone at his level handles stage presence, especially because it was, like, so top of mind for me to just, like, seeing, like, how he paused, like, how he, like, bounced between slides, how he walked around and kind of, like, that natural energy that was something that i was paying attention to and was like interested in and just it's cool seeing how they keep their cool Mm -hmm. having like a full packed room like that right Um, like i wonder how many presentations they've like given yeah larry's a good one for this because he he's on camera so much i almost want to when i have some time just like get a collection of his like keynotes and presentations and just see how his presentation style like That's what amazing. it's been like yeah like what's been common threads what's like changed over the year like is this like a professional athlete thing where it's like yeah, oh he's like- good now but you should have seen like lebron during his like golden years like i want to i want to kind of like get a large sample size of like some of the best like presenters at oracle Mm -hmm. just to see if there's any kind of patterns or trends I could pick up on that because I think that could be helpful
1: yeah no for sure yeah it's just totally different to be honest I can't even imagine like presenting in person Mm -hmm. I feel like what you said I would be so like rigid at you know at first so I look forward to seeing people presenting in person just to see how they do it you know
0: we gotta get you a cloud world next year.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Cause it's hard to get approved. Yeah. Um, were there any news or technology that you were like, wow, I didn't know Oracle did this, and this is really cool.
0: I'm trying to think. There was a lot of uh like Oracle database twenty three C talk mm-hmm. and um like generative AI type work. Mm-hmm. they had this one feature called I think it was quick sequel that was pretty cool where it's like basically you can do these like minor little prompts uh and it will generate the sequel around it like think of it kind of like writing in shorthand and it'd like mm-hmm. fill out like the actual sequel for it
1: oh that's really cool actually yeah so you would write your own prompt so you would say something like, I don't know, select this from this table, like without doing SQL or how would that? Yeah,
0: work? I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. Um, I think it'd be more like create a table oh. with five columns and these like data types and it would like generate the actual like SQL uh, code for it. It was, like, basically a way to, like, kind of make things more shorthand, human readable, and it kind of generates a technical, like, accurate long form of it.
1: Oh, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. They were awesome. showing that off um, during Andy's presentation. There there were some other things. Uh, but honestly, my brain's, like, just top of mind. It's, like, hard for me to kind of, like, access. But... One of the things that I found really like cool though was getting the customer energy in person was so nice and especially coming from like a remote work environment um I'm still pretty much like <laughs> a work from home loyalist where it's like I fully believe that I am more productive and can get more done by having like a work from home environment, but just being able to go to this conference and see in person, like talking to customers, interacting with them, like getting their energy in person Mm -hmm. and just seeing how like they get excited about the stuff that you're working on. Mm -hmm. And like you being able to like help them or talk to them about like certain things, it just made everything feel so much more meaningful and impactful versus, There's like a lot of times where it's like people will be nice over email, but especially if you have a busy day, it can be hard to kind of keep in mind like how you're helping people and not look at that stuff. as just like, oh, here's like another task that just entered my little like to do checklist and just kind of leave it like that. Like getting to have those in-person interactions where you're seeing that direct benefit of how your work is impacting people that was like a really nice like mental energy refresher and just kind of like left me leaving the conference like feeling that much more motivated and just kind of like I guess just like proud of like what I do type thing where it's like oh yeah it's like this is a nice motivation to kind of keep up that energy and that like level of like commitment to what I do just because you know there are people on the other side who are like actually grateful for it. It was also nice too, because when people ask you questions Mm -hmm. in person, it kind of reminds you that's just like, oh, they're just kind of curious and trying to learn things. They're not treating it. It's like not like a test where I there are so many times where I find myself in like a mindset, especially when it's like an email question or even like a webinar too, or just like a customer call Mm -hmm. where it feels like I'm in school And I'm being asked a question. Yeah, and if I get it wrong, I fail the test and Jeff fires me and I have to go find another job or it's just like, oh no, they're just curious. And like, (laughs) yeah, they would like an answer. But if you have to be like, send me the details over email, I'll get back to her. Like, let me look into that to you. They're like, okay. Like, it's it's not as like in the moment, like testy as you think it is or that like you can easily kind of project your fear onto. Right.
1: I feel like, it's also good for you to follow up with people because you meet them in person, but then you still get to have that connection of, hey, I'm I'm definitely going to send you this, you know, mm-hmm. and connect back with them. And I also think that the part of, you know, feeling proud of what you're working um is like super important because sometimes we forget that people are actually using our products you know and they're solving like really cool complex problems but we're mm-hmm. just like i'm just working on this because i'm working on this you know so i know that that's really cool
0: that's like one of the things that's like so odd about this job is you have to go between like super zoned in brain mode and very like big picture a lot and especially if you're like say you're really focused on one mode or another, it's hard to like, sometimes it's hard to like shift gears. Like for example, just getting ready for cloud world. I was so in the weeds, just focusing on my workshops and scripts and presentations. So I was like super zoned in. I like had to tune a lot of other environmental stuff out just so I could focus. But, like, then to kind of get out of your own little, like, study bubble world and be like, oh, yeah, like, this impacts, like, this actually is, like, impacting the stuff around me. And there's a bigger picture to this. I'm, like, helping keep things moving. It is, it's kind of like the feeling of me just, like, first arriving at a cloud world and I was, like, just disoriented and all the people are like, do you need help? It's just, like, oh, this is, I have a real job. Jeff doesn't what just. Your
1: parents? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, Jeff's not just paying me money to do these, like, random things with, like, a charity case, like...
1: Exactly. No.
0: Yeah. It was awesome. just very surreal.
1: That sounds awesome, honestly. So you got to talk to customers?
0: Yeah, I got to talk to some customers. Um, I think I handled the Q&A. The thing I'm always most scared about right now... The
1: Q&A? <laughs> is
0: Q&A during the presentations, because I can make sure that the material that I'm covering... I like fully understand everything on all my slides, Mm -hmm. but just because our stuff is like so dense, we're like, yeah, we're like one to two years into being product managers. Like we're not, it's not practical. Like we we wanna get to the point where we know everything as soon as possible, but it's completely understandable that we have like these gaps in our knowledge and people have been using our tools for years and years. So that's the thing that like always gets me personally most uncomfortable mostly because I feel guilty about it where it's like I'm supposed to like I'm the product manager yeah, for this like, like I should know
2: everything
0: yeah like my logical brain's like well you're not going to learn everything in a year but the like emotional part of my brain is like this is my job too right. so that's kind of like the conflict um I think I handled QA pretty well I was able to answer a couple stuff and the stuff I wasn't able to answer like vice president Chris was in the room for the presentation so he handled those so the Q&A like flowed pretty smoothly um i think that's something that's also something that i want to get better at being more mm-hmm. chill about like i don't think i was like weird hopefully but i could definitely at least at least inside of me feel personally that like the Q&A still gets me nervous because it's mm-hmm. you're going from your rehearsal brain mode which is I'm kind of like zoned in presenting my material, you're in that kind of vibe to now it's like, oh, I have to switch brain modes where I don't know what's gonna come at me now. And I just talked for 45 minutes, so my brain is tired. And I still have to like now think on the fly. I would say it's probably like the hardest thing.
1: I don't know if this happens to you, but when they ask me a question, I get nervous. And even if I know the answer, sometimes I'll just say something. And I'm like, did that even make sense? Because I'm just talking, you know, but I don't know <laughs> if I'm like, thinking or like, saying something that makes sense. You know? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I feel that way in two situations, while presenting and also on this podcast, where it's like, <laughs> something will come up. And I'm like, trying to work through it in my brain, talking out loud. And I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying. And I'm like, did that make sense? Or did if, I just, like, like just murmur off, like, a crazy person for a minute there?
1: <laughs> literally, like, I'm just like, okay, I know what I want to say, and I try to say, but then I go back, and I'm like, did, did I say that or not? Or what did I say? And it just, I can't even remember, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, one of those that um, made me proud is when I did my... I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago how I went on like a work trip to Dallas and I presented like live in person there. And they asked me like a simple question, which is just like my brain just froze, which was like basically with um, SQL CL Liquibase, which like automates your database deployments. Mm -hmm. The question was basically like, what happens to the data if you do a database automation where it destroys like two columns or something? Mm -hmm. And... It just, I like took it, like I tried to like take it way too deep. And I'm like, what does happen to data when it gets destroyed? I'm like, where does it go? And I just like spun myself up way too serious about that in the moment. And the answer was simple. It's just like, yeah, the column gets destroyed. The data in the column gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. I got that question again at Cloud World and I was yeah, so ready for ready. it. I'm so like, <laughs> I'm like, the data gets destroyed. I'm like, it was just like such a simple, stupid question, but just getting used to kind of like answering that stuff in person and not just having your brain spin in weird directions for things that you know, if you're just calm and being like asked it in like a relaxed situation, that was like funny to me.
1: I think at some point you also get the same questions over and over again. So you're Mm -hmm. going to get super comfortable with answering that question. That's what Jeff says. Yeah.
0: He's like, honestly, You'll start to just see the patterns and then it goes from you being worried about the questions to you being like, I've heard this question a thousand times, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. Me Jeff too. seems to be like pretty like, oh, this question again. I'm like, I cannot wait until I'm no longer scared of that question.
1: <laughs> right. You're yeah. like, at some point you're like practicing the answers to your questions too, because you already know them. So <laughs> you're good. It is.
0: Yeah. It's so funny just seeing Jeff, like BIC6, like the highest like level you can be in the company and knowing so much about our stuff and just unlike our R end being new and just like that juxtaposition on how he knows how to handle those like q a just like on the cuff situations and he's like yawn about it like been here a thousand times that's crazy i know it's it's really nice getting to learn from him and watch him in those kinds of environments because it'll just make like my learning so much quicker, just being able to like absorb from him secondhand. But one of the things that I did want to mention, we had a a product management, like a database product management dinner. One of the nights, one of my favorite things about that whole cloud world trip was being able to like hang out and spend time with the other database PMs, like in person, Mm -hmm. everyone is like so freaking nice. And just being able to like chill with them at the dinner and in other situations where it's like my brain's not spun up on a work problem. It's not just like, quick, can you help me get this answer? Like like, you want to be polite and stuff, but your brain's like in a thousand different directions. Mm -hmm. Just getting that social time with people was so nice and just made you feel like so good for connecting and getting to like know more about them and all that stuff. I loved it so much like we that is one thing is most of the PM teams are pretty remote work scattered all over the place Mm -hmm. but I would love for us to just I don't know like once or twice a year just Mm -hmm. have some kind of event where we can like get together and chill and do team building just to kind of remind each other just like Hey, like we all
1: to ask you things, like yeah, like
0: we like we're all just like we're all just people who enjoy spending time together. Just because, like, even with people who like you know and you get along with, just the longer you are in like the Zoom and Slack environment, it feels like there's almost this like drift towards like getting colder, Mm -hmm. just by nature of it being a less personal medium. And that was just, like, such a nice refresher. Be like, oh, yeah, these people who I, like, I interact with, not too crazy often, but, like, often enough, just getting to get that, like, energy of them and just, it makes you feel less, I would say, insecure around them and less kind of like, oh, what do they think of me? Like, Mm -hmm. like get, get in your head about the stuff that you say because, like, you get that, like, immediate feedback
1: that is crazy because i think it was this week or last week we released a clip where we were talking about how you know the downside of working remote and we were we were literally talking about how we don't get to see people's expressions or we don't get to talk to people about their lives you know so every time that we reach out to people for example like me if i reach out to a developer or something is because I need something, you know? Mm -hmm. And we might not know how they're taking it or how I'm sounding because I might be so dry, you know? So it feels like I'm always just reaching out because I need something and I'm not really connecting with that person. So that's like the biggest downside of working remote and never meeting like your team. At least like me, I have never met my team, right? Yeah. I, I definitely feel like it would be nice to connect with them like at an outside level where you're not only talking about work, but you kind of show them that you also appreciate their work, you know, or you, you like them. They like you like at a professional way, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that you don't feel always like you're just asking for favors or asking for something or telling them, hey, this might not be working or whatever, you know, like I do try to make that effort on Slack or meetings, I always tell them, oh, thank you so much for working on this, because I really do appreciate their work, you know, and I would want everyone to appreciate my work too, right? So, of course, I try my best to do that, but it gets so hard when you're not in person, because you don't get their body language or their facial expression or anything like that. So, it gets hard.
0: Yeah, fully agree with that, and like, especially just having the chance to do it outside of work conversations, just cause like the, the stuff that we work and have to communicate on mm-hmm. is usually very complicated and technical, which like sends you, sends you into your logical brain mode, which is like, you can't really, when you're, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm curious if you think this way too, where when you're kind of in work mode, mm-hmm. I'm almost, not entirely present in the moment because so much like cognitive horsepower is going to like trying to recall and calculate at the same time. Mm -hmm. So just like being able to like put, and I feel like that almost kind of puts you in like a more of like an on edge mental mode versus Mm -hmm. like, especially like the PM dinner or just when we had like some downtime, like at lunch or something, or just in between sessions. When we didn't have to be in like cognitively spun up mode, it just felt like everyone's guard was like lower too. And you could just be more in the moment and enjoying your time with them rather than trying to predict what they're gonna ask next, or they said this and you're following it down like three different thought roads.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I I that's definitely super nice. And yeah. I think you're right with you know having like at least once or twice a year a get together you know where you get to meet your coworkers instead of you know just asking them questions about work.
0: Yeah, but I know Cloud World's done now. I'm I need to I have like personal goals for myself now. I need to like chill a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the two things I need to be more on top of now that like that huge weight is off me is because I was mentioning this on the podcast. I was just like, I was finding myself sliding health-wise and Mm exercise-wise where it's like I wasn't prioritizing it enough compared to what I've historically done. Like when I was a solution engineer and even when I was like a beginning of my PM career, I was like really good about doing my kettlebell workouts and like running a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. And that had me, it just keep I could mentally spin a lot faster and I had a lot more energy from it, but just like, especially leading up to cloud world, I noticed that I was like slipping on these things and I want to like get back on the horse better, but it's also hard when you're like scrambling with everything and your time is limited where it's like, well, I know like the, the theoretical answer is like, oh, like you, you want to make sure that you make time in your day with like work to like go to the gym and eat healthy and make sure you get your sleep and on like, yeah. And on like a macro side of things, like long-term it's like, yes, you will have more energy and like, you'll be more productive over the long-term if you do those things. But when you're in like a short-term rush and you have like a deadline coming up and you're like, I have two hours left in this day. And I'm behind on this thing, you're like, I kind of need to just like knock it out, even if it kills my gym time. Exactly. So I was like trying to fix that habit right before Cloud World. And I would say like I did okay with maintenance just so I didn't like completely fall off. Mm-hmm. But now that I don't have those hard deadlines, I need, I'm realizing that's like, okay, I need to prioritize just getting myself back into like a really good workout routine especially because the way that like working out is it sucks how the more you do it the easier it is and like if you've kind of aren't in that loop it's even like harder to do so it's like I'm going to use this like breathing space to get over that like hard initial hump and make sure I like get back into this like good habit and I also need to teach myself how to relax again because I'm realizing that i've kind of forgotten how to relax
1: that's not good yeah that is really not good you definitely need to learn how to relax like even if you just sit down quietly you know without your phone and just i'm telling you breathe a little bit i know (laughs) it helps so much and i feel you with all this thought world because of course even though i didn't attend i was also you know working on on material and stuff like that. And I feel like it was like getting ready for a super super big event. So then when you guys were at Cloud World that I didn't have to worry about Cloud World stuff. <laughs> it was such a release, you know, like I felt like I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be super extra productive this week because I don't have to worry about nothing to do with Cloud World and my brain. It was just so hard to concentrate that week that you guys were on cloud world, I was like, I I really feel like I can't work anymore.
0: <laughs> <At> <laughs> like it's just that like recharge period. It's almost kind of like my Friday morning after Cloud World where it's like, you're like, oh, I'll have all this energy now that this thing is done. Yeah, and you really you're just like crashing.
1: No legit. I think it was oh. like like this and then you guys were at Cloud World and my energy went. And I was <laughs> I really tried my best. Like I did a lot of things actually because my my computer first of all is full with stuff, especially because I do a lot of videos. So I had to delete a lot of things, you know, in my computer. Um I did a lot of like organization, like seeing what I really have to work on now that I'm done with Cloud World. I started writing vlogs and stuff like that. But it gets so hard when you're like preparing for something for so, 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 so long and you're putting so much energy towards it that when you're done with it, you're like, okay, I'm done with my test, basically. Like, it feels like I graduated, you know? (laughs) Like, it's such a weird sensation.
0: I know, and like, that's like what I'm realizing now. I'm like, okay, what I have to focus on is like getting myself back to a good baseline Mm -hmm. because it's just like, I thought that would just be like, a natural oh now that cloud world's done it's like i'll go back to where i was like yeah. say the end of last year i'm like oh no it's like i have to kind of train my body and brain that it's like it's no longer in survival mode a bit
1: mm-hmm. how how has your first week back been from cloud world
0: honestly it's been like a com. it's been pretty from, like, an outside standpoint, it's nice because I haven't been, like, bothered with too much stuff because everyone's kind of, like, in cloud world recuperation mode. Um, the fact that I was getting over being sick and also just kind of that, like, mental exhaustion, uh, it's kind of like what you're saying. It's, like, I wasn't as productive as I wish I was, mm-hmm. but it's still, like, the day just, like, blew by. It's just I didn't really have as much energy and, like, mental juice. I think what I'm going to do, honestly, is I'm taking off this Friday for ACL, like Austin's music festival going on. I might take off all of next week Mm -hmm. just so I can like do a full reset because there's some cool projects I'll be working on in like the months to come. Really excited about it. It'll be nice because we don't have like the hard deadlines of Cloud World, so I can be a little bit healthier about how I approach it. Um, but I'm still, I think my kind of like goal right now is like get through my to-dos and things I need to do. Like I spent a lot of time last week, just I giant piles of notes I get to just organizing and putting electronically my OneNote and taking care of these like little odds and ends I had to touch base on, I think for this week, take care of the stuff I need to, get myself, like, a good spot where I'm, like, primed to, like, take a week off, refresh and recharge, so then I can, like, hit the ground running when I get back.
1: Yeah, and have you gone back to, like, working out, eating healthier and all that stuff this week, or are you planning on doing that when you recharge?
0: I'm starting to get better about it. Um, The food, food hasn't been the worst with me. There are, like, definitely days where, I'll like finish work and be exhausted and like not and be sick of my like during the getting ready for Cloud World where I like finish work. I was exhausted. I'm sick of my meal prep yeah and I'm like, screw it. I'm going to order Uber Eats and be unhealthy. The thing for me, though, is getting my kettlebell workouts in. That's where I've been like lacking the most. So it's like even this weekend, I could like tell it was harder, but I've just been getting back into the swing of getting my like circuits in for that. So I especially want to make sure I'm on top of that like this week. And especially next week, if I take off, I want to like really go deep into just getting myself into that rhythm because I'm just trying to, like, I just want to like reset my rhythm basically at this point. I think that will help me with it.
1: Yeah. It feels like going on vacation, right? Like you go on vacation and then you come back and you need to go back to working out, your routine, eating healthy. And that's like the hard part of everything, to be honest. (laughs) that's when you fall off always
0: do you have um any like like what's kind of like on your agenda now that cloud world's done are you kind of like in a day by day like everyone's still in the recuperation period or are there kind of like any things that are on your radar that you're like looking forward to or are going to be like big projects
1: there's a lot coming (laughs) up honestly um (laughs) I love that my team has gotten a lot of feedback from Cloud World and we're trying to work towards gearing, you know, like our product towards whatever people really wanted to see or what they were asking for Um, in general. You know, I think that's super important because, um, I mean, we're doing this for people, right? To help people solve their problems. So we're working on definitely new content like vlogs, um, maybe um, something. I, I kind of want to come up with a course that I should be working on, to be honest, but on, you know, the, the new SQL syntax, what we have with PGQL right now. So that's kind of what I want to focus on, and I'm coming up with ideas and stuff. So there's a lot of work that has to be done. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of things that I, I am looking forward to them because it's like exciting stuff like it's like creative stuff, you know, like maybe if I if I'm able to come up with like a course or something, that's something creative, right? Or different videos for, you know, all of the new things coming up. I'm like really excited, at least with graph. Um, there's a lot of new things coming up and SQL. It's already a pretty cool, you know, product by itself already. um. So, yeah, there's no breaking here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm glad that I have stuff on my plate that I'm excited for, too. Where it's, like, I I think I'm in a very good moment with, like, a combination of factors of, like, okay, people kind of know that we all need some breathing room right now. Mm -hmm. But, like, at least there's stuff that I'm excited about to kind of, like, keep me moving forward. I definitely want to do more... uh, technical content now that I'm not fully just a technical writing out by getting my workshops ready. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely planning on starting. I haven't done technical videos yet, really, except for the webinars on Oracle's channel, but Telki tech, the YouTube channel, I'm going to start be, I'm going to start releasing technical videos on our stuff. And I'm going to start writing more technical blogs on the website. I know that was something that just got thrown to the wayside, yeah. but we, I want to, I definitely want to do that. I'm also going to re-release, like restart the newsletter this week. So if you want to be up to date on what's going on, on my end of database tools, go on telkey.tech. The newsletter is on the front page. I'm going to start that up again. I used to do it on like a weekly basis. but That was like too much with the other work responsibilities. So I'm going to, at some, it's October 2nd right now, at some point this week, I don't know which day yet, I'm going to re-release the newsletter on a monthly basis, which is just going to be, like, a collection of, like, hey, here's everything going on, Um, so you can, like, make sure that you're up to date on all the content that we're creating and, like, new news coming out.
1: Yep. And the good thing is that you also feature other people's blogs, right? And uh, I feel like your blogs are very short and right to the point. So they're super easy to read, you know? So I definitely recommend you guys to subscribe.
0: Yeah. So getting back on the wagon with that.
1: Exactly. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that, to getting my, my little email.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking forward to us doing our content together and being able to like feature your stuff on the newsletter as well. Yep. I know this also, if anyone at Oracle is listening to this and you have any content you want to push, like, reach out to me, I'm more than happy to feature, like, any cool stuff that's relevant in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, do we think that's uh, it?
1: Yep, I think it's a wrap for today.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another episode of Technically Managing. Thanks for, oops, there's my alarm, too. Thanks for coming by, everyone.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. See you in a
0: month.